You're listening to Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Ups Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro. Today, I'm interviewing Marissa Simmons, who is a senior managing consultant at Beacon Hill Staffing Group. She manages a group of people all over the Southeast and is dedicated to helping the company grow. Marissa, welcome. I want to thank you so much for joining us for Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Ups podcast and um, videocast. Excited that you can join us because you're one of our mentors. You've been involved, I guess, for about six months or so now. And it's amazing how time passes so quickly during this COVID-19 era. I love your story as far as taking your professional career from being an attorney, law school, being, becoming an attorney, and then shifting into the recruiting attorney's world. Could you share with us at a high level what brought you along that journey of deciding, I want to be an attorney, and then making that path and shift? Yeah. I don't know if I ever made the decision that I wanted to be a lawyer, but as I was starting to see the light at the end of the college tunnel, I knew I didn't want to be an employee. Back to school, it was. Um, I had to find like something else to do in school. I, um, my undergraduate degree is in management. I didn't really want to get an MBA. Blood is horrifying, so there's no, no like doctor, medical, anything in my future. Law school seemed to make sense because I can read and write. So I went to law school and wasn't sure, like I said, if I wanted to be a lawyer. I looked into uh, non-lawyer jobs for JDs and, you know, everyone says, it's just a great degree to have. You can get any job if you have a JD. So I bought into that. And then I graduated law school in 2008, which you may recall was a pretty awful time to decide to uh, leave school. The market was a total disaster. And I was actually lucky enough to get a job as a lawyer. Lots of people weren't getting jobs as anythings or were losing jobs. Um, And legal jobs were certainly contracting as well. But I ended up getting into bankruptcy practice, which was expanding substantially at the time. And I did bankruptcy litigation for six years. It was not my life calling, but it did the trick for that period of time. I became generally aware of recruiting as a young lawyer. I had spoken with recruiters before. I'd been called about positions, but didn't know anything about it. And then like most recruiters I know now, kind of fell backwards into recruiting. I had applied for some position. I didn't even know what it was. I took a phone call, which led to um, another phone call, a couple more phone calls, an interview. And then here I am recruiting. I started in a different area. I started doing temporary recruiting and placement, and I was terrible at it. And they were nice enough to keep me around and let me move into a perm recruiting role. So I recruit only for perm positions now. And that's worked out much better. And I've grown over the last six years of recruiting. And I'm now at a firm where I've started growing my own group and managing a group of people all over the Southeast and helping to grow the company. And um, it's really fun to now get to be a recruiter lawyers and use that legal knowledge that I have, but work with other attorneys to enhance their careers and also to work with my colleagues who I love. I love that story. If you had known then what you know now, would you have still become an attorney or would you have just gone straight into recruiting or what, what would you imagine that, that path or journey to have looked like? Now, there's no such thing as like a recruiting major. Maybe the closest thing is something in like HR, I guess. Um, It's a joke though that no one goes to college to be a recruiter. 
um, and it's all on the job learning. I actually, my first job after practice was with a company that only hired former practicing attorneys as attorney recruiters. So yes, I would make that decision because I think that company is a phenomenal company that has excellent training, does an excellent job with making their recruiters the best in the business. And I wouldn't have gotten that job without my JD and my experience recruiting. So no, I wouldn't leave it behind. Am I delighted to have gone to law school? No. Did I love it? No, but definitely worth the experience and the opportunities that it opened up for me. I'm wondering what advice would you have for a college student, like one that's an undergraduate or about to graduate and is maybe considering law school? As you know, I mean, again, it's, it's a very similar place, although a very different place. Granted, the stock market's going up right now, but <laughs> right. like we're in a place of extreme uncertainty. And like, what advice would you have for either an aspiring attorney or college student that's asking themselves, what's next? Be open-minded, say yes to opportunities, learn as much as you can. I went to law school without knowing any lawyers, without having any in my family, with actually didn't know one lawyer because he had been a law school professor or a college professor of mine, but take all the learning experiences that you can get. And if you have the ability or the time to get a job at a law firm as a clerk or as a paralegal or any position within a law firm, so you can start getting that experience to understand what it's like and understand Start learning different practice areas. Practices are all very different. And really get some of that exposure to what it's like so that you can make a good decision about whether you want to jump into three more years of school. That's pretty expensive school to make sure that you're making the right decision. That's great advice. I mean, it's really interesting to, to take into consideration also the, the cost, not just time cost, but all the also the financial costs. I mean, I know for me, I have my educational doctorate and I'm like, over a hundred thousand in student loan debt and as a nonprofit professional I'm like am I ever gonna be able to pay that <laughs> off like it's quite daunting I mean I was a, a teacher before but I can imagine I mean especially as being an attorney like law school must be like super cost depressive going into that space and deciding like do I want to even though salaries start relatively high but do I want to step into that space of financial and time commitment. How do you feel about grading on a curve? I have been on the losing end of that. I have been on the winning end of that. That's an interesting question. I mean, when you're on the winning end of it, you're a fan of it, right? When you're on the losing end of it, it's like, that's a bitch. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? 100%. <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I mean... That's hard, and but I, I think to some degree you have to normalize things one way or another, right? For the same property course, you can have three different professors that give three different exams, that give three different grade in three different ways. You could have, for law schools, Georgia State and Emory and UGA, and then how do you know how to even the first student and the top student from each class, how do they compare against each other? To some degree, I guess a curve can be helpful because it might normalize things a bit, but it's difficult to decide what's the best way to do that, I guess. Go the Harvard way. Let's just all pass and say kumbaya. When we were just speaking about curves, like 
so much of life is where we fall on a curve or the connections that we have or those different pieces. What role has mentorship or mentors played in your career? I have learned to get better about adopting mentors for myself. I would say they're probably more informal than formal because I don't think I've ever asked someone to be a mentor, but kind of figuring out when someone can provide some form of mentorship for me and to be cognizant of continuing the relationship with them and utilizing that opportunity from that relationship to grow. So I don't know how much I've uh, utilized formal mentorship programs more than just recognizing when someone can be a mentor. But in that respect, I would say, I feel like I like to adopt mentors, whether it's a boss or a colleague or someone that I've met that you can learn from everyone. You just have to, to see that in people and ask the right questions. And I think it's very valuable because you learn a lot of things you wouldn't have expected. And they don't be a boss or older either. They can be younger. They can have different life experiences. They can be someone that reports to you that can provide a lot of insights that you may not have considered. You just always have to be willing to learn, I guess, like I said before. I love that because it reminds me of, there's an ancient text that says, who is wise, one who learns from everyone. The commentary on that is that the idea of mentorship is like a reciprocal relationship. That it's not always just like a protege style. So, I I mean, I love the way that reciprocal give and take that you described in that place. Speaking of, what's one value that you hold dear in either your personal or professional life that's really people should put at the forefront of themselves or that you felt like has really kept you on course, either in your personal life or professional life or a combination of both? I'm going to go back to learning, being open to hearing what other people have to say. I think it allows you to deepen your relationships with people personally. When I was an attorney, I worked with individuals who were filing bankruptcy. And so I had to learn to hear them and be open to whatever brought them there. Now as a recruiter, it's the same thing. I work with people in practice areas that I didn't practice in or don't quite understand completely. Learning um, and asking questions and hearing what people have to say allows you to understand their story, their motivations, what they're looking for, who they are. It helps to build that relationship with my candidates. It helps to build that relationship with my clients. And it helps me in my relationships with my friends and family too. So just always being open to hearing other people. That's great. I mean, like just thinking about ancient texts, like there's one that says like the first way of acquiring wisdom is is learning from others or constant learning. If you were a part of a bicycle, what part of a bicycle would you be and why? If I was part of the bicycle, there's a lot of good parts. I kind of want to be the basket because not everyone has a basket, but people who are like prepared do and it holds your stuff and makes the whole journey easier. So I kind of want to be the basket. Plus it's out in front. You can see everything. But I wouldn't mind being the handlebars because you're kind of in control, but I guess you're not because the rider is in control of where the handlebars go. I think I'm going to be the basket. I like the basket. I, that's such a creative answer. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that one before. I mean, the, one, <laughs> the other one that comes to mind that someone said that I thought was like really interesting and not typical was the bell. One person, actually, I think they said the horn. My last question for you is, let's say there is an attorney or a student or someone else that would like to get in touch with you, either for like a recruiting position or maybe it's an attorney looking or like a student looking for advice, what's the best way for them to connect with you? 
on LinkedIn. I try to be very active on LinkedIn. It's just Marissa Simmons. If you spell Marissa right, there's a couple of Marissa Simmons, but there's only one with big curly hair and big glasses. <laughs> I try to be active there and um, keep people posted. I'm on Twitter. I do like to have a personal Facebook, so not professionally there. Um, and then my work contact information, of course, if you tell me that you come, found me through Clear Up Now, so that I know where you come from. I don't want to accidentally ignore someone that came from such a great place. This has been such an inspiring and insightful and refreshing. I'm glad you're the first interview I have today because it really put me in such a good mood. And, and I just appreciate all of your involvement with Career Up Now and your openness and your open basket <laughs> to like help people along their journeys. So I want to just thank you again and wish you tremendous success in all your endeavors. Thank you. And thank you for doing all of this. I love this.